Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. Let's hope that today's episode is good. Um. Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee, the podcast where the internet is bad, almost comically so. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Sam. And I'm Maggie, and I'm going to be blowing my nose um, off mic for a second. Okay. BRB. I'll, I'll hold on then. Um, yeah, so... Oh god, no, this all gets cut. Ew, ew, ew. No, of course it is cut out. <laughs> I I have to ask you, sir. I've heard you sniffing about. Try not to do that into the microphone, okay? Uh, We're the, gonna try to have the audio be good. The problem is that my allergies are flaring up. No mood. Mood. Anyway. Okay? Like, I feel you, but we have to try to respect the ears of our listeners. Um... Sure. So I guess to st- to start off the podcast, I should say I did just find a spider in my bed. It was very upsetting, and I am still sort of carrying that energy into the beginning of this record. Sure. And I'm sorry for that. Um, well, I mean, I guess, so yeah. I should disclose too, I-, I was just watching the Games Done Quick run of Let's Go Eevee, so like I'm bringing bad energy, you know, so. A little, a little hypey, a little... Um, a little too fast. That's yeah. the thing about speedruns for me is that like they make my my heart beat faster. They make my my breath come quicker. It's too much. Well, that's we we used to watch speedruns for fun before we go to bed, but we can't do it anymore because Chris can't fall asleep. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazingly so. The tension in every speedrun is just too high. Yeah, it is. All right, I mean, it's so fun though. Anyway, today we're talking about Glee, Maggie, as we always we, do. We are. Uh, we're talking about the episode Trio. Yes. It's episode 10 of season 5. It was written and directed by Ian Brennan. Okay. Himself. Yep. Um, and it originally... And I oh. found out from a um, from a, a listener who wrote in to tell us that Ian Brennan is the voice of the recap. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that... So... Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes me dislike him more, I guess. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ian. Um, yeah. Uh, let, well, let's we can talk about it with the recap. But um, this episode originally aired on March fourth, twenty fourteen, with two point six eight million viewers, which is down from two point nine nine million last week. This was on TV, like on a weeknight. Like, I'm pretty sure these numbers are remarkably low um yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh god sinking Uh, ship they're clearly having some fun with it on this sinking ship you know like like in titanic with the people who like people with the mute the instruments who are like oh okay we're gonna stay (laughs) (laughs) you mean the like string quartet that adds dramatic music yeah, sure. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that Glee is that string quartet, but it's also like, I don't know. It's like if the string quartet was like, let's play the Goofy Goober theme song from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie <laughs> repeatedly oh <my laughs> until god. we all die. That would be so good, though. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. But seriously, because it, it's just, 
we're, we're gonna get into this episode folks i know we've been talking about how this has like been the renaissance of glee but unfortunately for me just personally um i feel like this doesn't really hold up to the last few episodes i think I, if one thing had happened in oh, this episode yes if 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 a certain escalation had happened i think i would be down sure um but there are a lot of shitty stuff. Um, we start off with a recap, recapping all the, where, where we, we currently are. We uh, have Santana and Rachel in their fallout. Yep. They've had a big fight um, about how Santana got the understudy part and how she's clearly out for Rachel's blood yes. now that um, Rachel's <laughs> standing in her way, um, which seemed to be the narrative that Rachel was saying would happen and like Santana was saying wouldn't happen until this episode when it's definitely happening. Yes. Uh, Yeah, we also get reminded that graduation is coming. I mean, it has been for a long time. (laughs) But the more fun part about that is that um, the the seniors don't really know what they're going to do. Um, for their future, they plan it like like they're sets for (laughs) competition. Blah blah blah. Here's a funny joke poking at ourselves. Yes, whatever. So then we start the episode with Will doing a history lesson about the Donner Party. Um, Yeah, he gets interrupted by Emma. They excitedly run off to the staff bathroom to eat each other. Um, yeah, it definitely seems that way, because Will t- tries to take a few play bites on the on the way <laughs> yes. there. Um, no, he's kissing her shoulder, which is um, inappropriate <laughs> in the workplace. Um, and also what they do in that bathroom is clearly inappropriate in the workplace. Uh, yes. Becky sees them. She happens upon them. Yep. It's terrible. <laughs> she she uh, screams. Becky- yes, it's, yeah, it's not great. We go straight to Sue's office where she is reprimanding them handfully, handily. Yes. Um, she is just like, oh god, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> yes. Why are you doing this at my school? Um, and Emma, of course, tells Sue that they are trying to have a baby because that is the goal of every human person is to find your true love and produce a spawn. Well, Maggie, I mean, not every human person, but definitely Will Schuster. Like, let's not yeah, get ourselves. Yeah, definitely Will, and he's definitely pressuring Emma into following this dream. Oh my god. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I'm so excited to talk about that later, but my favorite thing, you already brought it up a they, little bit, they, but... oh, They do, like, the TV thing, where they're like, oh, you know, we can we have to have sex now right. because of babies. <laughs> because... Because, you know, there's an optimal time, like, minute time that you have to have sex in order to conceive. Yeah. Um, My favorite thing is when Emma says, we're actually trying to conceive, then Sue immediately responds, oh, God, why? Um, Yep. (laughs) Which is... Oh, God, why would you do that? Yep. Um, And Emma says, oh, well, it's okay that... You know, we can't do this at school anymore because we had a successful emission. The grossest phrase. (laughs) (laughs) It is very funny, though, because Sue also finds that phrase heinous. Of of course. Wouldn't you? Yes, obviously. Yes, we go back to the choir room now. Oh, thank God we're we're away from what just happened. (laughs) Um, Sam, Tina, and Blaine 
are we start off with like some close ups of their faces uh in their lockers, like I don't know prepping psyching themselves up. Yeah. Um Tina um like putting on chapstick or something and Blaine gelling up his hair and Sam doing push ups. Yes. <laughs> that's that's their vibe. And they sing um jumpin' jumpin'. They're they have those Destiny's Child vibes with Tina as Beyonce. Love that. Yes. Well I mean I'm sure Blaine thinks he's the Beyonce, but um, um, they yeah. do put Tina in the middle almost. <laughs> That's true. Um, also, Tina sounds so good in this song. Yes. She sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a part where you know the, the like we're jumping, like the jumping, jumping, actually jumping and bouncing. Um, and uh, Marley is in the audience, yes. and Blaine is like bouncing next to her, and she's her face is just saying like, "Oh God, you're bouncing." Well, like <laughs> I can't handle this bouncing. Well, that was so. Yeah, so they're doing this for the new directions, but there are little shots of them doing this in a hallway with like yep. the rest of the Glee Club bouncing around them, but also like random people. I did note also Marley's face because I, I feel like Marley has really hit her stride as like a background character. We're like, yeah, the, totally. The only time we see her during episodes is during a number. She makes a facial expression, and you notice her. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so like the song is fine. I mean, it's really good. Like you're saying with Tina's bits, like Tina really like has some like fun vocal trills and stuff that are just really good. Um, but at, at the end of this number, um, Artie points out that there is another senior. Yes. In this, in yep. This well, because they, they like describe how they're running out of time to be seniors together and to be a trio, yeah. and that they'd never done a number together, so they had to do one. And Artie's like, "Huh, you know, in senior math class, I learned that uh, quartets are twenty five percent more powerful than trios." <laughs> Oddly enough, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, well... Uh, they just sort of shrugged that off, though. Yeah, my, my favorite part is that Blaine literally says to Artie at one point, you've already had your time. Like... Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay, Tina starts to cry. Yes. Because that's going to be a common theme. She does squeak out a tear or two, for real. Yes. Um, in the episode. And she's just crying about how, you know, it's going to be all over soon. And Sam and Blaine really jump on comforting her, like, immediately. They're like, no, 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 yeah. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> um, and they, they group hug her, and then Artie tries to come join in, and he gets pushed away. <laughs> yes, Blaine literally Blaine. pushes him away. It's so good. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it is funny, though. Yes. The hug rejection is quite funny. Yeah. Uh, so we go to... New York for yes. the next scene. Uh, we see Rachel rehearsing at the mis- miscellaneous Niata classroom. Yes, uh, with the, with a full band that she has apparently gotten gotten through the um, Funny Girl production. Like yes. they've just given her a full band to be on constant retainer. Oh God, um, that that sucks. Um, but Elliot, <laughs> Star Child, if you will, arrives. Um, he has her dry cleaning and also an apartment key for her. Surprise! Um, Turns out that Rachel's living with him in his apartment. Uh, (laughs) She recounts uh, her her little flashback story as a lost Tennessee Williams heroine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, we see, yes. we, but that is not how it is portrayed in the flashback. Um, it's it's not like, oh well, it's so 
dark outside. I need a place to stay. Instead, it's Rachel being like, hello, I need a place to stay. You have an apartment. I will be taking the bed. Well, yeah, my favorite part is she leads with the line, they kicked me out, which is frankly a lie. Um... (laughs) But I do love she she uh apparently like she recounts it and the best part is we get her version of it so I'm not entirely sure if this is accurate to how it actually went but um Elliot apparently like made up the couch for her and she was like oh no I need the bed sorry about that and so the, we see her like tucking him in and kissing him good night it's so weird but really funny <laughs> yeah really quick like little flashback she tucks him in kisses him and then. Bounces back on the bed with a huge smile on her face, just like, ah! <laughs> yes. Um, and then back... Fucking oh, Rachel yeah. B. Barry being her best. <laughs> Instagram-worthy. Um, but yeah, so then, back in the present, um, she declares that Elliot is her, quote, new best gay, because Kurt, she needs to replace the traitor Kurt. Um, mm. Yeah, he doesn't like it, though. No. He's like, yeah, I don't really like that term, makes me feel like a pet... <laughs> well, I mean, the worst part is it's not just a pet. It's a pet that gets your laundry for you. Um, <laughs> but... Oh, like an, like an assistant. You don't pay. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Uh, so uh, Rachel's like, mm, I don't know. How about you sing the entire Funny Girl show with me or just watch me do it? And <laughs> Elliot's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to pass. How about we sing this song that I just happen to have the music for? Yes. Uh, he passes it, out, passes it out to the band. It's Barracuda. Yes. Um, yeah, the song is fine. Um, they spend a lot of time on the ground, like an uncomfortable <laughs> amount of time. Well, Maggie, have, on the ground? have you ever seen a rock show? They they spend a lot of time on the ground, I guess. I have no idea. Um, on their knees. <laughs> I don't know my, my, about that. Yeah, I I like the performance because I like the song in general. Um, yeah, but my my only big issue is that one of the notable bits about Barracuda is by is is the ugh is that it is by the band Heart, which is led by yep. two women, two ladies. Which yeah, I on it like I mean I'm not saying Adam Levine doesn't can't sing it i'm just saying for me that's one of the his things his name that... is um adam lambert oh sorry sure adam lambert uh along those lines uh we need to make our apologies maggie to mm. uh let me just make sure i get the names right because that's kind of the point um <laughs> yeah so we need to make our apologies to gloria Estefan and Emilio oh, Estevez because oh god we uh we uh mixed those up a little bit um also thank you to Nicole for letting us know um very very chill I really appreciate it because it wasn't like a meme call out it was just like a nice little reminder no. that we might have mixed yeah, up some nice last little reminder that we've made a racist mistake <laughs> very 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 sorry about that we're gonna try to be a lot better about it okay yeah um but anyway so yeah yeah adam lambert i'm not saying he can't sing this song i'm just saying that like one of the hallmarks of the song for me is that two ladies sing it so mm. when you have a dude sing it, it's just kind of like eh, okay i wasn't really about rachel's outfit oh sure in this scene either she was sort of dressed like a slutty lawyer um <laughs> as in like <laughs> As in, like, a costume that someone would wear on Halloween sure, to yes. be a slutty lawyer. Um, Maggie, that's just, yeah. that's just, like, business attire, but you cut off the sleeves. Like, <laughs> I guess. Uh, 
No, that's great. Though. I don't know. I like that. I, I didn't think her outfit was very cute. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Now we're gonna go back to McKinley. Yes. Where we see a, the grad robe try on. Yes. Blaine and Sam have gotten their robes and they need to try them on to know they fit. Uh, and Sam's like, pretty sure they're gonna fit Blaine. And Blaine's just like, give this to me. Let me have this. <laughs> yes. The best part, though, is that Tina catches them um, yep. and cries, which. Cries immediately. Yeah. So they, they, they're like, no, 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 don't cry. Which, okay. We we talked about it a lot. I think season two is like the real like hallmark season of Tina crying like every episode. But mm-hmm. I I do part of me like is like oh, okay, it's nice that they're like kind of addressing it, but not really. Um, but I don't really like that their reaction is they just tell Tina not to cry. <laughs> yeah, well, they're boys who right. don't understand. Yeah, and like Blaine, Blaine is like afraid of Tina's yes. tears. <laughs> yes, it seems. Uh yes. Um He doesn't want her to cry cuz he doesn't know how to deal with that. No. Oh god. But, um yeah. so they they comfort her right away, but Tina talks about how their friendships will fade away. Yes. How they're no longer going to be friends because high school is the only thing keeping them together. And then Sam is like, "Listen, you know everything's going to be okay. I'll send you a vine Rip. every week." <laughs> uh, one of my impressions, and I was like, "Oh, you can't do that." <laughs> yeah, that that didn't age very well. The the, yeah. the funnier part is that Blaine is like, "That's what Facebook and email and blogs and stuff are for." And I was like, "Was well, this written by a fifty year old?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Which... Oh, you you're missing um, a very important key part here is that when Sam says he's going to send a vine. He expects a vine back of Tina soaping up her boobs. Right. Yeah, no, he he knows it, which Blaine is like, that's inappropriate. And then Tina's like, are you kidding? He notices my boobs for the first time ever? We're making so much progress. And it's just like, what? (laughs) It's very confusing. Yeah, okay. Uh, So Blaine decides to cut through the conversation by saying they need to do something epic. They're going to do a senior lock-in. Yeah. And... They'll uh, they'll have the student council approve it um, because Blaine is all powerful yes. and can decide to do whatever he wants. Yes. Um, and then he's like, "Hey guys, three way show circle," and yes. they, they do it, <laughs> which is like the first time we've seen this since like season three or something. <laughs> no, no, no. They've done this amazing show circle plenty of times. So stupid. So anyway, then we cut to the teachers' lounge where. Emma gives Will some bad news about the pregnancy stick she just did. Um, so then Will throws some, like, facts and, like, plans at her, which... Yeah, he's like, this is the stats of people who try to get pregnant. Also, I set up set up an appointment. We're gonna go see the doctor today. Yeah, which, like, she gets overwhelmed. To Will's credit on this one, I do see where, like, you would think that this would be a good way of, like, trying to help Emma deal with stress. Um, Mm. Because she's normally someone who I feel like would want to have things planned out. But it's not a good tactic, as Sue and Shannon immediately point out. Um, (laughs) Yes. They're like, hey, maybe you need to fucking chill. Yes. Um, Sue has a a rather long speech about... Michael Bolton's foreplay techniques. <laughs> also, um, I, I do appreciate the moment where she's like, Michael Bolton's long, silky smooth vocal range. <laughs> just like, yeah. what? Well, what she says is that he use, 
He used every inch oh, yeah. of his enormous, silky smooth vocal range. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also some, like... <laughs> Ew. There's also some, like, weird jabs that Sue has at Shannon, which aren't great. Um, yeah, she's, she's like... Well, Shannon says something about, like, oh, we do it this way where I'm from. And Sue responds with saying, where is that? Is it a dude ranch on a nuclear waste site? I mean, Which... I I do kind of appreciate that call out because Shannon's, like, isms yeah, her idioms are, are like, wild. They're all over the place. <laughs> but, You're right. But... Yeah, the, the bigger one for me was when Sue tells Shannon that the only thing she can imagine her giving birth to is a russet sack of potatoes, which is just like, mm. What? Like, anyway. Um, and yeah. finally, Shannon tells Will to stop trying. Yes. So hard. And, yeah, then Sue... We we go to the hallway where we see Tina walking, and we hear Sue announce and cancel the lock-in <laughs> in the same yes. PA speech. Yep. As if she didn't read what she was about to say. <laughs> um, yes. Um, Before she turned on the announcement. The the best part, honestly, right here is that Tina has a meltdown to like epic or like opera operatic music, um, like and is like lying on yeah. the ground sobbing. Yeah, she like she rides on the rides on the floor a little bit and cries, <laughs> and Blaine and Sam like see her see this happening and they swoop in. And they're like, no, 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 uh, expressing of emotion. Um, and, uh, to cheer her up, Blaine is like, it's fine, we'll just do a three-way lock-in, just the three of us, we'll sneak in. Yes. Um, which, like, okay, let's just break this down real quick. Yeah. Th- this feels like a setup that they're all gonna fuck, right? Like... Right! <laughs> right! Oh, I'm so glad you said it first and not me. But, like, yeah. I was like, oh, so that's what's happening. Yeah, so they're, <laughs> okay. they're gonna have a three-way. It's gonna get weird really fast. They're never gonna talk to each other again because they're all gonna be so uncomfortable about it. It's gonna be, a ho- like, horrible but really funny, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that is what I was expecting and honestly hoping for. Okay. Yes, but we go back to New York where we, where finally, finally, yes. Santana's hair is addressed. <laughs> yes. She is. It is. Go for it. And has been enormous. Yes. For quite some time. Yes. And it, it, it turns out it's because she, she has a weave. She's. She's putting... Well, duh. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like she's growing extra hair, Sam. Right, but like... It's not how it works. But but it's addressed on TV, which is something you don't see very often, which is nice. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, Santana is trying to put in one of these tracks um, of hair, mm-hmm. at, like right next to her large yeast step poster. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which is, which is great. And uh, calls for Kurt's elven fingers, and oh no, it's not Kurt, it's Elliot! Elliot is here! Yes. Uh, and he gets to hear Santana's master plan, which is first, hair. First and foremost. Yes. Second, sexy rehearsal clothes to make Rachel feel uncomfortable. And three, sophomore pics of Rachel hung all over the backstage area to 
make her feel shitty about herself. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so like you're saying at the top, um, it turns out Santana is gunning for the like regular spot. Um, it's not just something that Rachel like came up with to be angry about. Well, it almost seems like Santana is doing it out of spite. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> Rachel is upset. Yes. Like, she's like, oh, well, I'll fucking show you. I'm going to do exactly what you thought I was going to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, which Elliot calls this very high school, which, I mean, yes, totally 100%. But Santana responds with saying that life is high school. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. She compares... Rachel to a Jewish Hillary Clinton. She, yeah. Uh, because the speech is very uh, long. Rachel will yeah. chew you up and spit you out. Yes. But first, it's all stickers, sunshines, and rainbows. Um, yes. Yeah. Which, and uh, yeah. then. Go for it. Yes. Well, I was going to say, it gives Elliot a little pause. I do like the acting on that where he's like, oh shit, things have been stickers, sunshine, and rainbows. Um, but <laughs> uh, so then Elliot is like, oh, I'm here because I'm picking up Rachel's sheet music. And then Santana's like, why are you doing that? And Elliot's like, oh, she, you know, she moved in. And Santana's like, what? What? What did you just say? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Elliot's like, well, I need the money. Like, she has to live in my apartment because I need someone to split this rent with me. Yeah. And uh, Santana's like, oh, you need money? (laughs) (laughs) She says, "Uh, just, I think Auntie Snicks might be able to help you with that. Auntie Snicks. Auntie Snicks. She's back. Auntie Snicks. This is, like, literally only the second time that Snicks has been referenced in canon. (laughs) That is true. Yes. No, you're right. We we met we met Snicks the first time when Santana just outright told us about Snicks. So yep, yes. exactly. Yes. Yep. Uh, and she never referenced it whenever she got in fights. Like I thought she would. Like instead, she was just like Lima Heights. Snicks is my alter e- <laughs> alter ego. Lima Heights. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next scene, we get like a the a transition reminiscent of the comic book episode yes where we have an emblem yes. that has like a it had like a treble clef on it <laughs> um mm-hmm. and some other stuff i guess that goes like Ba-da-da-da! and uh we hear a voiceover from blaine yes um in a world on the verge of graduation <laughs> um he says some other stuff and then it's like is it is i the dark feather um yes which is not correct that's well, not the name of his okay but so what happens but what what's funny about it is he calls himself the dark feather and then we get a shot of him falling into the choir room through a window that they left open um and he gets up and says nightwing nightbird or yeah whatever it's <laughs> like okay <laughs> were they trying to avoid the like lot like the the copyright infringement maybe <laughs> of dark wing duck and um well nightwing, nightwing? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm saying that he's impersonating both of those characters oh, okay sure yeah i mean he, yeah. it's a it's a little darkwing duck for blaine's taste i think like i think he wants to be more of a um nightwing you know a, a nightwing yeah. but he just can't manage it <laughs> well i mean he is very wealthy from what we've seen so True. Um, yeah, the the fun, what's really fun about this scene for me is this very beginning, like we talked about with the comic book, 
comic book episode. The transitions are great. Like, these scenes are wonderful because they ham it up. Um, but what's so great about this one is, so Blaine is in costume and, like, falls into the room. And then there's, like, a sound effect that's like, wah, when he gets up. Um, and then they have <laughs> Tina and Sam do the same thing, but they're not in costume, yep. which is yep. wonderful. Like, <laughs> And when they when they get into the classroom... Uh, Sam is just like, any excuse to put on that costume. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when Blaine responds with, oh, well, this is one of my last times to wear it, unless I join some kind of weird fetish club. (laughs) And his face is like, so, he's like, very excited. (laughs) Like, this is great. (laughs) Yes. Um, which then, this leads them into singing, don't you, in parentheses, forget about me, because... I feel like we had done this song before, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I guess we ju- we've just had multiple uh, Breakfast Club references. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all. Did they not? <laughs> did they not do the like? Maybe they played it a little bit underneath when Finn sent them all the email to be like, "We're still having rehearsal, even though we lost." At sexuals, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, so they have some fire extinguisher races, yep. uh, and then they go to Sue's office to draw faces on their chins. Yes, and uh, then they go to Emma's office to browse her pamphlets and like giggle about them, and then well, okay, Sam like yeah. has a, a bowl of free condoms. Yes, and is like ah. Well, yeah, because then like it's funny because he's like pulling out these condoms, and then Blaine is like me, like fit, points it to himself and Tina, and then they like all laugh about it. But you're like, <laughs> but. But that oh shucks! <laughs> that is what you were leading up to, Glee. Like, stop it, stop it right yes. now. We all know. Ugh, stupid. Um, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like we don't see it on state on the, on the screen or anything, but like. What happened during that lock-in? You know what I'm saying? Well, Maggie, we have some clues. So well, we're... there were multiple costume changes as well. <laughs> yes, so... <laughs> but let's let's talk about it because the next little thing that we see is they're all wearing Cheerios outfits with various wheeled yes. things. So Blaine has roller skates, Tina has a scooter, and Sam has a skateboard. Um, yep, and they're all like <laughs> in the teachers' lounge for a little bit which is i guess because they're not normally allowed to go in there um yeah yeah they're just sort of you know wheeling around and then at the end of the song blame triumphantly fists yep the air the iconic fist um and then (laughs) the iconic fisting (laughs) and then becky catches them um yep which Really, yeah, like, they they do it really well with the end of the song, because it goes right into Becky being, like, busted, which, yeah. Um, then we cut to, they all move to the auditorium. Also, they all change out of their Cheerios outfits back into what they were wearing before, except for Blaine, I guess, yep. which is wearing, like, a normal outfit. Um, Instead of Nightwing. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very odd. Uh, Becky has... 11-hour energies and Twister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, she she threatens to call the cops if they don't play with her, which, now that I say yeah. that, sounds more like a horror movie. Um. <laughs> and they also, and they also um, every time they fail at Twister, they have to drink an 11-hour energy, um, which would make your heart explode. Yes. So. Yeah, please. Yeah. That, that, there's a weird feel to this part where, like, 
anytime we see Becky during this bit, she seems drunk. Um, but I don't think drinking mm. a lot of energy shots would make you seem drunk. I think it would make you seem erratic at best. Like, I yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So the next scene is back in Will's apartment. Um, which is this in the middle of the night during the lock-in? <laughs> well, okay. Um, if it is, then the montage is wild. Does not make sense. Cause like, so Will is painting a room <laughs> Um, and they... He's painting yeah. a brown room yellow. Yes. Well, yellow is generous. Light brown. Um, so they're painting this, <laughs> and Emma r- arrives, and Will's like, hey, I talked about it with some of my gal pals. I'm not supposed to pressure you, but here's a ton of pressure for you getting pregnant. Yeah, exactly. I said, wow, so low pressure <laughs> in my notes. Because it's like the most pressured thing ever. Yes. Emma comes in and is like, what happened to the craft room? Oh, are you turning this into a nursery? And Will's like, yeah, because I know that no matter what, we are going to have this baby. Yeah, um, and, my, and that- my only dream in life is for you to produce children for me. Like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Uh, also... We just need to revel in the fact that we've each found our one true love and that we can let a magical spirit join us it's, on this journey. Oh, God, it's just, it's so funny because, like, they literally set it up to be like, oh, Will, you can't pressure her into doing this. You just and have to. And he does the most <laughs> pressure things. Yes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Painting the nursery, being like, oh, I'm sure we're going to get pregnant. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's not great, but to, like, as is typical, this is kind of glossed over, and Emma's just like, okay, um, Will, you're so right. Let's sing. <laughs> yes, they they sing Danny's song, um, which if you heard it, you would recognize it. It's a pretty classic, like baby song. I feel like, yep. um, but it they have a montage of baby prep stuff. There there's some painting. We get a callback to like the chalk on the nose kind of where mm-hmm. Will like dabs Emma's nose with paint, which is kind of cute. Um then there's a bit where they're looking at baby names in a baby book, which again does not relieve pressure about making a baby. Um mm-hmm. but then um what I feel like there's some weird stuff where it's like they have like a dinner where, like, Will cooks them, like, dinner. Yeah. There's, like, a dinner. There's a part where, like, they, like, watch a movie. Yes. Like, romantic film. And then, like, Emma puts on a nightgown. And I guess they have sex. I don't <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, there's also a weird bit where she's testing again for pregnancy. Yeah. And it's negative. And, oh, it, it's negative. And Will's wearing a gray Henley t-shirt the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's like the it's it's weird. It doesn't make sense in time at all, which is not uh, it's not atypical for Glee, <laughs> let's be real, but it does feel weird that yeah. it's in the middle of all of these like lock-in scenes. <laughs> I did not want this shit to happen anymore. No. I'm so through with Wemma. I'm through <laughs> with it. I've been through with it since fucking season two. I'm done. That, I'm done with this. That, that's one of the reasons I think this is the end. Like, th- this marks the end of, like, the fun little renaissance we were having. Is that, like, Will was not a prominent character for most of the beginning of season five. But suddenly, here he is again. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit, Joe. You, you, you flatter me too much. I yeah. don't give a shit. 
exactly. So we go back to the auditorium where we see we're back in the lock-in stuff, folks. Um, Blaine and Becky are playing Twister. Yes. Uh, and uh, Blaine's like, oh, where did Sam and Tina go? They've been gone for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't see them leave, by the way. Yep. Um, and... Um, <laughs> Blaine is like, oh, well, I have to go find them. I'll be right back, Becky. And Becky's like, okay, yeah. make sure you come back for more five-hour energies. Uh, whatever. Yep. And then, then yeah. Blaine finds them. Yes. They're voraciously making out, which on the first watch, I thought it was like played up a little bit on Blaine's side because he's gay and like straight people are gross. But um, on rewatch, no, it's kind of gross. Like they are like eating yeah. each other's faces. It's yeah. They are macking hard. Um, <laughs> their reaction is complete disgust. Yes. Complete disgust. Um, Blaine has, like, multiple shots of him making, like, ew faces. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, then Blaine is like, you've tainted this. You've tainted our friendly threesome. Yes. <laughs> yes, you've ruined our threesome. Which just, like, the whole thing, like... <laughs> Man, if they had all just had an orgy, like... I know, right? This episode <laughs> might have been better, which is a weird thing to say about teenagers, um, but still. Well, it's it's hard to think about them that way, because... They're all, yeah, they're all old as dirt. Yeah. They are adults. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, we go to the Starlight Diner next, yes. where uh, Rachel is late for her shift, and she gets sent to a table that is, oh... Housing Elliot and Santana, and uh, Santana's like, yes, I'm hi- I've hired him to run lines with me so that I can steal your role. Yes, <laughs> which I, I do, there's a little bit where Rachel, like, turns to Elliot and she's like, we have a fatwa against her. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what's fun, also, Kurt's just kind of, like, watching this whole thing, yep. um, and then... Uh, Ronnie, someone we've never met before, I guess the shift manager at this diner, um, yep. comes over to tell Rachel that they need Gloria for a birthday, um, because the woman's name is Gloria, fittingly. Um, yep. and then Santana, and oh yeah, Santana's like, Santana's like, yeah. oh, um, yeah, I'll be, t- uh, like, Rachel can't really handle that, so I know I'm off the clock, but I'll just take it. I'll take the song. Yes. Um, um, and it yeah. turns into a song battle that Rachel is like, Elliot, back us up, and you have to judge to see who was the best. Right. Well, and it's 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 another threesome, Maggie, to, to match the it trio is. theme, because um, they both dance on Elliot quite a bit. Um, yeah, there is a lot of... Um, they're very close to his body. Yes. <laughs> Which... Um, yeah, that, uh, this is also another instance where the waitstaff has, like, full fleshed out choreography for this one song, which... Isn't it so odd that every single plotline in this episode, uh, is so filled with sexual tension, except for the one about sex? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Maggie, there's nothing really all that sexy about making a baby, um... 
I don't know. There are definitely some people who are down with that shit. Oh, like, no, I know. But I'm saying to, like, me personally, I don't find that sexy <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So, like... No, but I, I just th- find it rather ironic, <laughs> you could say. Sure, yeah. I mean, maybe that's intended. Probably not. But maybe. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe the whole episode was intended to, like, have... Sexual Like, high overtones. sexual tension. Yeah. Um, but the Blaine and Emma stuff is just Blaine and Emma. The Will and Emma stuff is just so um so bland, flat, flaccid. Yes, <laughs> very good word choice. Um, Thanks. so yeah, so Kurt, we get a lot of scenes of Kurt watching as they fight over Elliot during this number. Um, the number itself is fine. I've like you know, Gloria's a great song. They're all really good singers. It's well performed. Yep. Um, then uh. At the end of this. So, Sam, who won? Who won? Tell me. I, I mean, I just, I, I'm not going to choose. I'm just going to quit the band, Maggie. I don't. You're, you're both pretty. I'm going to quit the band. <laughs> yes. Um, you want to know who I would choose? Who? Santana. I mean, me too. But the, yeah. The problem is Rachel is his roommate. So, like, there's really no way to win this. Uh, True. Like, so, yeah. So, they, they demand that Starchild chooses. Um, he refuses to choose and instead tells them that he's going to quit the band. Um, and he calls out Kurt for, like, letting this happen. He's just like... Yeah, he's like, I'm not used to this drama. I guess you are. Yeah, which, to be fair, he has a good point in that Kurt has kind of just, like, let this happen. Um Mostly, um, he's a dramatic bitch yes. who loves it. Well, see, that's I, I was thinking about like if anyone is like really like pulling some high school bullshit here, it might be Kurt because like let's be real, neither of them was particularly great to Kurt during high school. So like, no, he's probably loving this where he's like, ah, oh, they're fighting each other. Great, like I'm not the target <laughs> of all this hatred anymore. Like, <laughs> anyway. Um, then we move back to McKinley for the, the, uh, first threesome. Uh, Tina and Sam are apologizing to Blaine for what he calls their face-sucking slurpathon. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote that down too. Uh, cause he was, he was really grossed out and he tells them just how grossed out he was. Um, but Sam and Tina really do try to console him. Blaine is like, I turned down Kitty and Artie because they invited me to go bumper bowling, and you know how I love bumper bowling. (laughs) (laughs) To only have you guys go on a face-sucking slurp-a-thon and ruin our friendly threesome. Yes. Go fondle each other's boobs for all I care. No, yeah, I do love it. It's a very, it feels very much like how a gay person will react to straight people, where at the end he's like, go fondle each other's boobs or whatever, and, like, storms out. And it's just, yeah, that seems right to me. That's what I would say to straight yep. people, too. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Blaine is uh, very, very controlling. Yes. He's a controlling person. Yes. We've discussed this. Um, and he's having some trouble with the fact that he can't control these two people. Right. Um, um there is... And... Well... And... So... We get a shot of Tina yeah. and Sam standing next to each other after Blaine um, has finished yelling at them. Yes. And uh, Sam is, like, tearful. Like, he, his eyes are very shiny. <laughs> and sure. he he's like, well, I mean, do you want to? <laughs> to Tina. <laughs> Tina just gives him, like... Well, what's funny is during the scene, they make it very clear that, like, it was just, like, a little experiment for them. And, like, nothing is going to come of it. And... 
Sam has a line where he's like, I find Tina disgusting now. Um, and Tina is very unhappy. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, yeah. But uh, so at that last scene where Sam's like, I mean, do you want to? And then Tina's just kind of like, ugh. Like, kind of, like, scoffs at him, which is fun. Um, there is a moment where they're talking about the bumper bowling, and Blaine is like, well, I didn't want to go with them because I thought they'd just make out the whole time, and I'd be a third yeah. wheel. And then Sam goes, fifth wheel, which I laughed really hard, actually. It's very funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, and now we're going to go back to New York. Yeah. Where we see Kurt, the mediator, <laughs> sitting there reveling in how Santana and Rachel are fighting. Yes. Um, and Santana's hair really is ridiculous. It's huge. <laughs> yes. It's huge. Uh, yes. And uh, Kurt brings up their two-year promise. Oh, my God. They promise to, <laughs> to be in New York for two more years. Um, and they didn't even make it two months. And, I mean, just again, <laughs> for, like, how absurd this, like, they all made this pinky promise was, like, sure. Sure. I'm glad they're bringing it up. I'm, like, what? <laughs> yeah, sure. Their stupid plot device for why they want to have yeah. two more years of the show in New York. Like, okay. Yeah, it's sort of nice. Like, it's like, hey, remember, we, we did a thing and here's the thing again. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so the two-year promise didn't even make it two months, yep. and then Kurt announces that he started a new trio, um, yes. because they've kicked Santana and Rachel out of the band. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Pamela Lansbury is dead. Um, long live Pamela Lansbury. But, uh... No. He- <laughs> So he, Elliot, and Danny have started a new trio, which he has a flyer for their first gig. Um, yep. My thing about this is it felt like he was trying to, like, make this, like, come to, like, a reckoning so that way they could save the band. But it turns out that, like, he knew that it was already going to die. Like, he already has yeah. a flyer. Like, <laughs> I guess. Yep. You're right. <laughs> uh, and uh, Santana's like, yeah, my own girlfriend kicked me out of this band, please. And Kurt's like, yeah, she did. Um, so well, bye. I mean, to be fair, we find out later that it feels like more like Kurt was like, um, I'm kicking her out and like, you're free to stay if you want to. <laughs> Which, yeah. So we see Santana and Rachel seeing each other at the gig. Yes. Ooh, because we're, we're jumping right to the gig. There's no sort of transition scene. Nope. There's no, we don't go back to a different storyline. No. No. It's happening. Yes. Uh, and we see Danny and Kurt and Elliot up on stage. I was surprised that Danny was there, honestly. Yes. <laughs> uh, they are all in suits, and they have titled themselves One Three Hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. I also Every time I wrote that down in my notes, I put it in quotes. Um, honestly, like, worse than Pamela Lansbury? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Kurt has like a little speech at the top where he's telling people that what 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 I love is there's a moment he's like Pamela Lansbury is no more and there's like a random woman in the crowd who's like what no <laughs> but um yeah yeah he he says say fini <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um very Kurt um there's also a moment so he he keeps like rambling on a little bit to like make a point to Rachel and Santana but there's a dude in the audience and who's like shut who, up and yeah, sing a heckler <laughs> <laughs> which like same yes. honestly and they sing 
the happening. Yes. Yep. Um, my favorite. So I have to attribute this to Chris because when we watched it, Chris was like, "It's a shame that uh, Danny and uh, Starchild have to carry Kurt for this number." <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, that's sort of real, though. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the problem. Like no, no shade to Chris Colfer. He is a very good singer. It's just you're up with Demi Lovato and uh, Adam Lambert, and it's just like. That that sucks. I think, like, <laughs> I think Kurt has the vocal range to really like be on par with them, but that's not really what his part allows right. for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's over. It's fine. Yeah. It's not. It's not a bad number. It's still very good. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, oof. Um. So then yep. we move. To the apartment. We're, we're sticking with New York here for a few scenes, people. Um, Rachel is digging around in Santana's underwear drawer, which... Which, okay, so Santana's master plan includes wearing sexy clothes to rehearsal. Yes. And to to intimidate Rachel in that she, she claims it's because, oh, she'd, she'd never be able to pull them off. Is that why you're wearing the sexy clothes to rehearsal? What? I, I mean, okay, you, that logic is there, <laughs> I guess. Um, and then yes. a different part of the storyline has Rachel sifting through Santana's underwear. Like, what the hell? Well, what is this? <laughs> it turns out that um, uh, Santana apparently just took all of Rachel's furniture <laughs> when Rachel moved yep. out. So this used to be Rachel's scented candle drawer. Um and two great things happen. The first one is that when Santana goes and, like, confronts Rachel, she's like, why are you digging through my panty drawer, Leslie? Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yes. Um, and in that moment, when Rachel brings up the scented candle drawer, um, Santana's like, can we just stop for a moment to recognize that you had a drawer for scented candles? Yes. Uh, yeah, which um, my my favorite, like, Santana doesn't, like freak out about this which is very fitting because you'll remember that when santana moved in she went through everyone's stuff um so i think she's actually pretty fine like like i don't think she's like super chill about it but she is pretty chill about it um uh oh yeah. yeah but so um they they end up having a chat where they discuss the fact that neither of them have any true gal pals um out in new york and yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's weird, but it does lead them to start making some actual progress about like why Santana took this role and how like Rachel like she just kind of lays it out for Rachel and was like, hey, you would have done exactly the same thing. And like if yep. like if if I were the one that was the star, you would be clawing to get at my throat too. So, I mean, and yeah. yeah, she's like, I just I took an opportunity that was there, Rachel. Yeah, and you would have done it too. Yeah, and we- which is. Which is true. Yes. And so it seems like we're about to start like making some real progress here. And then one three hill arrives to interrupt them. Um which kind of breaks all of this down because yeah. uh they both are like, Oh, we have to go to rehearsal. I hate her, I'm never ever gonna talk to her again. Um and uh we also find out Elliot, I guess, is the curry guy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really likes curry. Because yes. that's why Rachel was getting a scented candle in the first place. Yeah. 
Okay, we go back to McKinley for the next scene where Blaine apologizes for being controlling. Yes. Um, but he also proceeds to explain Tina's feelings to her um, <laughs> in the same breath. So... Yes, um, very typical. He He's apologizing, but at the same time, like, it's, it's glee. So, of course, a man has to be like, but also, Tina, what you're feeling, it doesn't matter, actually. Um, we're going to be friends forever. <laughs> So stop crying. Friends forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, they do have a fun little moment where they're like, what's going to happen to this place when we leave? Um, which is a good question because there will be four people in Glee Club. Uh, yep. <laughs> so. uh, and Artie wheels by saying, menage a gross. <laughs> accurate. Um, but uh, then... Cl- if only it was more accurate. <laughs> So then class starts, and um, Will arrives to tell them that they're not going to have a late-night rehearsal um, because he's learned recently, like, he he's decided, I guess, um, that, you know, if you're ready, you don't have to stress and actually prepare. prepare. <laughs> because it's, it's related to the yeah. baby-making thing where he's like, oh, like, you have to stop trying if you want it to actually happen. So I'm going to do that yeah. with Glee Club, too, which, spoiler so alert. So nationals will be all about attitude. You don't need a set list, and we're a week away from nationals. And by the way, everyone, it's in L.A. Right. Get ready to be on a plane. Yes, Um, which, I mean, fitting, I guess, because in real life, they're in L.A., right? So anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, spoiler alert, I don't think that that's how performances work. Like, there is something to no. be said for, like, no. When you're ready, you don't like you shouldn't like over practice because you could you know you know it do- it doesn't really fuck it yeah, up yeah but we know you could choke like Rachel Berry <laughs> yes but we know that New Directions has no idea what they're singing at nationals yet so like what <laughs> anyway yep. um uh yeah. so the seniors Blaine in particular is like listen it's gonna be our last time to sing together soon this is one of our last meetings of Glee Club. We need to sing, and they sing. Hold on. Yes. Um, Wilson yep, Phillips. And we get a flat. They're on the auditorium stage. Yep. There are some sheets and some wind. Yes. Uh, well, and and a cloud black background. Yeah, they, they include Artie. Um, so Artie gets to be included in the seniors this time. Of course. Um, and then also, of course, as is typical with these end of episode numbers, um, one three hill is also practicing this number for no good reason. Um, yep. And Rachel and Santana are both singing it by themselves in various places. Yes. Uh, well, Santana is sort of by herself. <laughs> she has um, yes. a, a, a man friend with some booze. Yes. Outside. Just sitting, sitting next to her. Yeah. They're outside during the day. Yes. Um, and he's just like drinking booze out of um, like a bottle in a paper bag. Yes. And uh, he just like solemnly nods at Santana as she sings. Like he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You sound good. <laughs> yes, because so um, a part of this. So when they um, when they start the number, like the Glee Club, like are all laughing. And I checked, and Bridesmaids yeah. came out in 2011, so this makes lots of sense because there are a lot of hand gestures across lots of people in this number. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly still very funny. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's great. It's funny, and they, they do the singing, and it's good. And Mimetic- the Rachel and Santana alone uh, yes. bits are pretty funny as well. Yes. <laughs> like, Rachel just, like, 
really just singing hold on for one more day (laughs) yes and the like santana has some bits about like being alone which makes it funnier that like this dude is just next to her like drinking um but yes and finally the last scene of the episode emma reveals the pregnancy to will yeah it's it's a fun like drawn out thing because will is like emma you have to pack you have to get all your vacuum sealed stuff and like we have to go soon so like you have to go pack and emma's like i'm not gonna go and was like what you can't you have to come with us and then emma's like well it will mostly because will's like you have to come with us you're our good luck charm and also we could make a baby and emma's like well it's hard to make a baby if there's already one there and then she puts on sunglasses and then it (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) but no she's like yeah i'm i'm pregnant and then we'll Again, to Will's credit, um, Will is like, wait, are you actually pregnant? Because the last time someone told me that things went really bad, which I do yeah. do have to recognize Will does have some trauma in his life around pregnancy um, just due to the fact that, you know, the whole thing I season guess. one. Um, but I yeah. guess he was lied to for like, I guess for like a year. <laughs> and also like he was like yeah. buying shit for it. Like I just, Oh man, that does really stink. Um, but yeah, so she reveals her, she's pregnant and, um, then will like screams in excitement. And then the episode's over. Hooray! Yay! They, they hug too. And that's it. And now we need to do the, Podcast business. Podcast business. If we hold on for one more podcast business. I'm making a lot of hand signals. Go your way. <laughs> no, no, no. Me too. But it's a, a metaphor. metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Uh, if you didn't get that also, we're in the podcast business now, by the way. But if you didn't get that, watch Bridesmaids. It's a it's a delight. Um, of course they've seen... Uh, everyone's seen my, it. Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. Mwah, chef's kiss. Um, so, then... Um, so... Podcast business. We're, we're talking gold stars, best numbers, and ratings, as we always do. Um, let's start off with the gold star. Um, as... Oh, man. Am I going first? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this was a tough one, because this episode is kind of just like, meh. Um, mm. But I decided to give it to Starchild, or Elliot, I guess. But I'm just gonna, mm. yeah. Um, but mostly because, you know, he he's fun. He sings good. Um, he, he's not having it with this yeah. bullshit, which I appreciate. So... Uh, I sort of live for the bullshit. I'm a messy person who loves drama. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to give my star to Blaine and Santana. Okay. Split. Um, Santana, because I love the master plan. I think it is smart, (laughs) and it will work. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And, um, Blaine's, like, grossed-out reaction I did find rather funny. I love little, um... You know, whenever um, Night Feather oh comes God. out or whatever, yes. <laughs> Night Nightwing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's some funny stuff. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, and I, I, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, my favorite trio of the night: Sam, uh, Tina, and Blaine. I just think they're funny together, and 
the sexual tension there was just so palpable, and I am upset that it wasn't culminated, yeah. but um, the story was still fun. Yeah. Um, I, I also want to give an honorable mention to Tina, just because I feel like the singing is really good, the, like, oh, yeah. hammed up, like, meltdowns are also very good, like... I, yeah. yeah, Tina, in retrospect, like, Tina has been, especially this season and some of last season, has been more of a major character, and she really does do a great job, Um, even though, I don't know if, like, I mean, obviously the show downplays it as a joke, Um, but, like, yeah. Jenna Cohen Chang is, or, that's, Jenna yeah. Erskowitz, my apologies, Um, is yeah. a really good actress, and, like, She's, oh gosh, she's amazing. She sings really good in this episode, too. Like, her parts are amazing. So, anyway. Speaking of, let's move on to the best number. What what, what are we working best with, number. Maggie? Our options are... I have to open my notes to look at the music. I wrote some songs down wrong, but Sam said the right names, and I didn't write them down. Oh, here we go. Okay. We have Jumpin' Jumpin', Barracuda... Uh, don't you, and then, um, parenthetical, forget about me, Danny's song? That's the name of it, right? I wrote down the chain and realized I was wrong. Um, Yep. Uh, and then we have Gloria, Mm -hmm. then The Happening, and then Hold On. There was actually a lot of numbers this episode. Um. A whole bunch. Yeah. Um, I... For the for the pure meme energy, I picked Hold On. Um, yeah, also because it's true. a really good way to end the episode. Like, it's really upbeat. It's very fun. They all are having a great time. So I picked And that. we do just need to hold on for some length of time to actually get to Nationals. It's coming. It has to be next week. <laughs> yes. No, it absolutely does. Um, graduation, maybe sometime after that. Who knows? Um, not me. But, yeah. I... I, I, yeah. I do have some sort of inkling. Um, I got a very interesting email mm. from one of our um, listeners that I'll read after we do the last part of the podcast business. Okay. Well, before then, what was your best number of the episode? Oh, I chose. Hold on. Okay. You need to listen. Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> I I feel like there's like the the reason I wanted to clarify is just because like the happening is actually really good. Gloria is amazing. Eh. Like. Jumpin' Jumpin' is even good. Like, it's just, there's... Jumpin' Jumpin' is good. That that one. Actually, I'm choosing that one. Okay. I'm choosing Jumpin' Jumpin' because it is really good. Yeah. And a nice setting of the scene for our um, main trio, you know, doing their their prep work, chapstick, and the, the hair gelling, and the push-ups. push-ups. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So, the last piece of podcast business... Uh, is the rating as we do every week? We're gonna give it a rating of slushies, um, between zero and five. More slushies means we hated it more. Um, yay! It's time to break, Maggie. This episode is definitely not worth zero slushies. I'm gonna give it no, absolutely not. I'm gonna give it one and a half, mostly because it's not heinous. It's just boring for the most part. I I'm gonna give it three. I mean that's fitting. Um, I mean it, it definitely fits. I'm. I'm pissed off that we're seeing a Will plotline, mm-hmm. not interested in the, in any slightest way. Right. N- not at all. Um, yeah, so they're trying to have a baby now. Okay, fine. You can say that in a single line rather than... <laughs> Making a whole... Talking about successful emissions. 
I mean, if you if your and... single line could contain the phrase "successful mission," I would prefer that. But yes. And like I said, the irony of like every other plotline being a lot more sexy, um, like sexually yeah. charged and sexy, and like actually um, fun to watch. Uh, it just pissed me off more that this plot line existed. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. And finally, in conclusion, the threesome should have happened. Sure. It is a, it is a crime that it did not. Yes. Well, I guess it would sort of be a crime if it did. But yeah, if it did. Um, I mean, not. Yeah. I don't think it technically would be because they're all high schoolers. No, no, but was, no. Um, but it does feel sort of forbidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely don't want to. Yeah, definitely that's... don't want to see it on TV. Um, but we did. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not a great episode, which is unfortunate because the last few episodes have been really good. But eh, oh well, couldn't last forever. So it goes. Yep. And uh, here is an email from Audrey Radajack. Hey, Sam and Maggie, I just want to tell you guys about the next five episodes. So basically, the 2.0s, that's like the Glabies, that's how they refer to them, storylines are over. After the two-part 100, okay, after the two-part 100 episode uh, special, the show is going to only take place in New York. Hmm. So the next five episodes are set up for the second half of the season. The 2.0s get a few scenes to wrap up their storylines. After that, we don't see them again in the show. Only one of them comes back for season six. Oh my god, what? <laughs> also, there is a mini time jump after the 100 episode to line up with the real world time. Before the season aired, most fans knew the switch to New York storyline was happening. Doing this rewatch with you guys is making me appreciate the first half of season five more than before. So I can't wait for your takes on the rest of the season. Sincerely, Audrey. P.S. Chris Colfer writes an episode in the second half of the season. Ooh, okay. Um, so that's all interesting stuff. Yeah, that's... It's a little unfortunate. I mean, not really, because, like, do we really care time, about the Glabies? It's time for the Glabies... It's time for the Glabies to go. No, yeah. It's time. Yeah, I just... I It's unfortunate, because I feel like I do like Jake and Unique, and, like kind of like marley like if they just got rid of Ryder, i'd be fine with that um <laughs> <laughs> that's what was supposed to happen yeah. he was supposed to quit and it didn't happen no well I, okay yeah i mean on the plus side that means we won't have any writer left which is nice but yeah yeah unless he's the person who comes back for season six God. i hope it's unique yeah me too or i mean even jake would be fine yeah, Jake's. It'll fine. probably Maggie. Let's just let's just adjust. It's probably Kitty because Artie's going to move to New York. Um, but yeah. Anyway, like so for the most part, um, that doesn't surprise me. I can see like I'm I'm glad that like we're doing it this way though because since we don't have any expectations yeah. about New York, I think we were able to appreciate some of the stuff here at the beginning of the fifth season a little more. Yeah, um, and but... like we need like. We need to stay with the characters that the show has been about. Yeah, you know that's true. Well, and that's and like we talked about it during season four. Like every episode, is New York what the show wants to do, or is Lima what the show wants to do? And season four unfortunately gets split in half, and it's not great because yeah. it gets pulled both ways. Yeah, it's just yeah, um, it's just screaming and writhing like the chimera that it is. <laughs> yeah, which kill me. <laughs> kill me yeah and i I just yeah i think it's a good choice to stick with the characters rather than sticking with the setting to have like a glee club where you have like a like 
variety cast of misfits, I guess. Uh, but mm. I do, I do really. Except it's not even a variety cast. Yeah. you just cast literally the same like, <laughs> archetypes slew of characters yeah. a second time. Yeah. Which, of course, that's that's the thing. The show did a bad job of trying to do both of these things. Um, because also, New York makes no sense ever. Like, nothing about New York has ever made sense. And that's fine. But at the same time, still kind of aggravating. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. But, and with that, yes. we look forward to the future. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, um, if you have comments and you would like to um, share them with us, uh, you can reach us on Twitter at SNM Hate Glee or by email, just like Audrey did, uh, SNM Hate Glee at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at SNM Hate Glee, and you can also uh, find us on Patreon, SNM Hate Glee, uh, Patreon slash SNM Hate Glee, or Search Sam Maggie Hate Glee. Um, we push most of the donations that we received there to charity. We're still giving to the Trans Law Center because it's still very important. There are a lot of really shitty things happening, though. So, like, welcome to the 21st century, I guess. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry for this episode being a little bit shorter. Sam and I rushed through it a little bit because we're both suffering from severe allergies. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for having a short episode, Maggie. It's a blessing. You're right. <laughs> also, yeah, you're welcome. Also, this episode sucks, like, in comparison to the fact the last three episodes have been, like, very good. So Awesome. Yeah. And we're going to come back here next week to watch Season 5, Episode 11, City of Angels, which is finally <laughs> Nationals. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what it is. No, it's Nationals in, in Los Angeles. So, you know. They got to film on set, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Um, okay, the, here the members of New Directions travel to sunny Los Angeles to complete to compete in nationals and bring two special guests with them. Okay, but so here's the thing: I did catch a glimpse of the episode after that's description, and the names in that episode's description are very intriguing um so oh so we'll get there i'm i'm hoping that these are the two guests that they bring so that way i can talk about them but if not that's fine um you know spoilers we're gonna get there though so until then until next week uh i've been sam and i've been maggie and we hate glee from the top <laughs> it is finished. Say finis.